You're listening to The Soul Chronicles, the podcast navigating life and times in the sneaker industry, Hollywood, and corporate America. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Soul Chronicles, the podcast that navigates life and times in the sneaker, sports, and entertainment industries. I'm your co-host, Mohamed El-Muhajir, along with... Hi there, it's Nikita Newell-Hall. Welcome, everybody. Wow, yeah, so we're deep into season two. This is our third episode in our second season of The Soul Chronicles. Another great story planned today, another great Soul Chronicles. And today, our focus is on Nelly. Nelly? Yes, yes. So, you know, while at Nike, um, I think you all know by now, we did a lot of, we worked very, very closely with a number of artists, you know, just kind of being that liaison between Nike and the entertainment industry. And then we just had a lot of just really close relationships. I worked very, very closely with Nelly at the time. You can recall he was pretty much one of the top artists in the music industry in that kind of like early 2000s era in terms of like sales. I mean, he did a bunch of like just multi-platinum albums. Yeah, so I did a lot of work with him. And then Kita, as we were just kind of like brainstorming about some of the projects you work with. Um, it looks like we you were kind of like on your way out when we did a lot of work with Nike, but you still were very, very involved. Yeah, I mean, I know that you had a really wonderful relationship with him and his team, and you did so many really interesting things that I hope we get to dig into today. But one thing that I recall is you did one of the most epic parties for the American Music Awards with Nelly. And I know we talk a lot about our NBA All-Star Weekend party in San Francisco, and that was truly monumental. But this was also super, super, super swank and exciting and fun. So do you remember that AMA party? Okay, yes. Okay, now, you know, we were not in the party planning business, but, you know, me personally, I just, you know, knew a lot about planning events. And the way that we got involved with these things is because the artists usually asked us to sponsor their party. Like they wanted to do an event Mm -hmm. um, like, you know, the way that we ended up with the all-star parties because Jay-Z people asked us to sponsor the party. And then in turn, we ended up doing the party. So the same thing with Nelly, they're like, you know, I have been doing a lot of work with them, which we'll touch on. And then he was like, I want to have a American music award party. Will you, sponsor it. And I'm like, guys, you know, we just like don't write checks like that. So what I can do is, I mean, this is almost a no brainer. We have a uh, Nike town in Beverly Hills. And that year, I don't know, the American Music Awards always in LA? No, sometimes it's in Vegas or somewhere, right? Yeah, I think it moves around. But this that particular year was in LA. Yeah, so it's going to be in LA. And I'm like, so what we can do is we can host the party for you. It'll be like the Nelly, you know, AME, a party, but Nike, um, we can, you know, support it. So that was like the how the idea came about. It didn't go that smoothly, but. <laughs> but no, let me tell you the brilliance behind that strategy, because, you know, um, we always like to talk about the intelligence that we're bringing to this work. Um, And it's one thing to go and fight for, you know, $50,000 to give somebody to throw a party, but it's another thing altogether to have the foresight to say, you know what, why don't I bring you into my ecosystem? I'm going to create an environment, which is the Nike store at Nike Town, which we already had 
a mandate to try mm-hmm. to get more exposure for Nike Towns. And I'm sure we have some kind of product tie-in to that. Oh, yeah. and I'm sure that, you know, the store is going to be open for business yeah. <laughs> while all of y'all are packed in here. And I'm sure that every shot that is taken in Mahamada, we're going to get into how dope this party was. But to this day, like today, like right now, I just Googled AMA Nelly Nike party and getting images are still up. So every image, whether it was Busta Rhymes or whether it was Dr. Dre, the backdrop is what? Some kind of Nike product. Yeah. You can't buy that. That's advertising that you cannot buy. Why? Because you don't have a budget for that. Even though you're Nike, you're not spending money like that on advertising in in, in a, a party. Yeah. So I just think you were so smart to really bring them into Nike town and leverage the brand in a way that made so much sense. And that gave you all the control yeah. <laughs> over um, the whole thing. So anyway, that's my little two cents. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, the way that we were able to do these events were um, to really think about, you know, the product and the brand initiatives that were happening at the time. So we talked about, that um, all-star party, we were able to do that because the entire company had to get behind Presto. And so that was going to be entertainment marketing's efforts at, you know, promoting Presto during its launch. So this particular Nelly event, this was the time that the shocks shoe was being launched. And every department in the brand had to kind of, you know, put up what they were going to do. What was their, you know, effort going to be to, you know, support this particular initiative and there were funds available. So that's like really one of the ways that I was able to do these events and to tap into those funds, because it's not like entertainment marketing had an event budget, you know, that just didn't exist. But, you know, we were able to tap into funds that were available for shocks and then Nike Town also, you know, had to contribute, um, sure, some funds for, you know, their marketing since it was going to be um, at the shop. And then the great thing was that we, since we were entertainment marketing, it was TV, film, and of course we were music, and then you oversaw all of that. Um, so since we were in LA, our TV and film departments got behind the event and, you know, got the agencies and everybody involved so that, like, literally... Every celebrity in Hollywood was at this party. No, every single notable person that you could think of, Mahamada, was attending this party. I mean, even now, just looking through the pictures online, it's yeah, bringing back it so was, many memories. Yeah, it was the Hilton sisters. I mean, in sync. I feel like Britney was there. I'm Bush sure. to men. Yeah. Um, Kanye, before he was the Kanye, like I have a picture with him. He's got on like a denim jacket. I'm going to post it like just like really at the beginning, at the beginning. But one thing like, you know, um, and Nelly, like he was just such so personable. Like, you know, sometimes you're like, yeah, you can put your name on an event. But Nelly, like he wanted to really host it. So what that meant, like he walks around the party the whole night with a microphone in his hand and just like was just kind of like narrating what's going on, shouting people out as they came in. Like it really was the Nelly part. It wasn't just like his name on the thing. It was like he was hosting and welcoming and, you know, so we, you know, we we've been doing this for a long time. So just like really aligning brands 
that makes sense for projects. And for this event, we had, um, in addition to um, Nike, you know, obviously, but we had Remy Martin on as a sponsor. Um, it's funny because now yep. I do so much work with um, Spirits brands. But back then, I feel like that probably was one of the first brands I ever, you know, um, did some kind of partnership with. We had Remy and then you brought in LG um, phones. Do you remember that? Yeah, I did. I do remember that. And it's interesting. So here's a part of the story I think I need to clarify and tell. So this party took place, must have been January 03, I want to yeah. say. And I left Nike in October of 02. But you hired me back to consult <laughs> on the party. Uh, so just helping book talent. And then also because there was this whole big issue internally and you were coming up against a lot of opposition internally withdrawing the party, particularly mm. around budget. So we were just like, well, you know what? That's fine. We'll go find the money. And so I was really tasked with trying to help get some money coming in for the party and also getting the right names aligned with the party. Because, I mean, to be honest, I mean, our show is really about being super candid about our experiences and not necessarily sugarcoating them. Mm-hmm. It, I just couldn't understand why there was opposition to this party. And your immediate manager was really giving you a lot of issues, someone who had taken over for me when I left. And I think I came to you at one point because I had already jumped the shark. Like I was gone. I was out. I was mm-hmm. like, thank God I'm still alive. Right. I made it. And I just kept saying to you, Muhammad, why are you doing this? Like, this is so amazing. It's so huge. If they can't see it, just forget it. Like, why are you still going out of your way to put this what was driving you to keep going, even though you kept hitting so many hurdles? It was so many hurdles. And now this woman had just started this particular manager because you left like um, this event was in January. I feel like you probably left Nike in October, um, but you had agreed. I think you agreed to still kind of close out some of your projects or something like that. I think that's why you were still involved. Um, but she was really clueless about, you know, just the work that we really did and how what our relationship was like with artists and within the brand. Um, and yeah, I don't know why it was so much pushback. It was just so strange. But I think she was like, you know, not giving me the money that we had already agreed on or just I don't know what the blocks were or what they were about. And you were just like, Muhammad, why? And I even myself, I was like, why do I feel so driven to do it? And part of it, I think, was, um, you know, I just really felt like these strong allegiances to the artists, the ones who were just really, you know, showing up for the brand. And I had committed to Nelly that we were going to do this event. And I just felt like to pull out just was like just bad, but bad business. You know, we we're still people. After we leave Nike, I mean, I still am going to have to work with, you know how many people you still work with post Nike all these years later. I just didn't want to have that like bad blood. And I just felt like it was right for the brand. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I don't know why I just kept fighting, but it's something within those yeah. two. You were a woman on mission. <laughs> I'd be stopped. And in retrospect, like now that we look back, thank goodness that you did it because it was truly monumental. Yeah, it was. <laughs> that it was. party was just so 
amazing. Yeah. Um, we, we talked about, so we actually, we said it was um promotion platform for shocks. And I know we did some custom makeup shocks for Nelly and we gave them out to all the celebrities that night. Like they literally walked away with a shocks, a pair of Nelly um, custom shocks that night at the party. Yeah. And that also is no easy task getting any kind of special makeup done anywhere. I would imagine, but specifically at a, a sneaker brand, um, it's not easy because <laughs> so yeah. many things have to happen and the timing has to be right with working yeah. with the factories yeah. and working with designers and mm-hmm. working with developers. I mean, there's just so much. We talked a little bit to Sean O'Shea in our last episode, sneaker designer extraordinaire. Um, and he hinted to, you know, just sort of everything that goes into to getting a sneaker design and manufacturer. So Again, between throwing a party, getting a sneaker design and manufactured, <laughs> and then getting the sponsors on board because there were money, you know, issues with the budget. I mean, kudos and hats off to you, Muhammad, because that bring- was truly epic. Yeah, and bringing every star in Hollywood out that night. We're going to post some of the pictures, you know, you'll see Dr. Dre, Busta Rhymes, Cedric the Entertainer. Yeah, it just, it was... Um, the Maori twins. What's his name that was married to? I'm so sorry to, to to not remember his name like this. The one that was married to um Mariah Carey before. Nick Cannon. Sorry, Nick, Nick. Cannon. Uh, Nick, <laughs> Nick, Nick Cannon? Question mark. I know. Sorry, guys. It, I feel yeah. So um yeah, no, it was really epic, and um you know that was like really one of those like celebrity. Uh, entertainment. It was entertainment marketing at its finest, I would say. It was. And you know what it also was? So mega, mega aside, right? I think it was also having a conviction about something, having a gut instinct about something. I mean, because you could have easily explained away to Nelly. Nike doesn't want to do it. I mean, it's not, you know, that's on them. They don't want to do it. What can I do? But I'm convinced that, you know, when you do the right thing for the right reasons, that good things happen. And you had such a conviction about why you wanted to move forward. I mean, it was beyond Nelly. It was beyond Nike. I mean, this was Muhammad, her gut and her soul going, this is the right thing to do. And I will fall on my sword for this. And people have to make those kinds of decisions all the time in business. And um, it is easy. Like I would offer you the easy way out. Girl, give up. Throw your hands in the air and not even wave them like you just don't care. Just wave them goodbye. Like, don't right. even, you know what I'm saying? Like, why are you wasting your good energy? These people don't deserve it. <laughs> they don't, if you can't see how epic and mega and major and amazing this is, like, if, if, if you, something is going on inside of your mind that you can't acknowledge the cost benefit of doing this, what I'm gonna, what it's gonna cost me versus what I'm gonna get out of this. If you mm-hmm. can't do that quick math, like I really don't know how to help you. Right. Seriously, I do not. Yeah. And being in a town like LA and knowing that being able to leverage all of these celebrities at once. Mm-hmm. So you, not only did you have the Nike brand, not only did you have the Nelly brand, we were also leveraging the American Music Awards brand, which that's right. nothing to sneeze at either. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and, and, oh, okay, this is my last little thing, and I promise I'm getting off my soapbox. Right. This is my last thing. <laughs> In order for these things to happen authentically, right, yeah. the stars 
have to align. Mm-hmm. And what that means is like these opportunities aren't coming every day. Right. You have to be able to capitalize on something like this when everything is aligning and then propel it forward with, with your brilliance. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was like, if they if you can't see this lady, I mm. yeah, it's, it's a no for me. Just yeah. bye. But yeah. yeah, thank goodness you kept going. So and yeah, Muhammad, that wasn't the only thing you did with Nellie. No, I actually had done, I had been working very, very closely with Nelly and his team. So another project that I did, I can't, I'm not really sure if it was before or after this party, but Nelly released his song Air Force Ones um, in late 2002, right? Now the interesting thing- Yes, I remember that. Was that, you know, Nelly's from St. Louis and I mean, Air Force Ones are like, had been seen up until this point as a very New York shoe, like a style, New York style um, and Harlem, like the, the the nickname in the streets is that they call uptowns, right? Because that was the style of, you know, guys in Harlem to wear Air Force Ones, right? So, you know, you yeah. know, Jay-Z was just like, oh my God, I've never even seen without his Air Force One. So it was just such a New York East Coast kind of vibe. So when Nelly put out the song Air Force Ones, it was like, wow. I mean, it was like this this shoe has blown up in ways beyond anything the brand could ever imagine. Right. And at this time, like artists would just do this kind of stuff on their own without consulting the brands, without getting paychecks or anything. I mean, he just put out a whole song about Nike Air Force Ones like you know, I never really understand why artists do that sometimes. I'm like, y'all got to figure out ways to get some checks on this. You just can't be making no commercial for these brands like this. Um, so afterwards, of but course... Then when he came to you for some money, but then when they come to you for money, you don't have money. What are you talking about? Know, right? It's true. It's true. So they're like, listen... We put out this shoe, you know, you know, we have the song. Yes, yes, we know you have the song. Of course, we're, you know, giving you free product. And they're like, he was planning his um, concert tour. And um, part of the concert, the stage show was they were like, had this giant, huge Air Force One that was going to come out from the sky. <laughs> like, I don't know, 50 feet. Like, I don't know. It was just like a massive, this massive shoe. And they're like, can you like pay for it? Can you, you know, contribute towards this? Now, you you worked at Nike five years. You know, we almost never wrote anybody a check for anything. Mm-mm. But this song was so huge. And I just was like, I, I don't know. Like, like I said, this must have been one of your last. It had to be you that got this pushed through because I know it wasn't that lady who came after you. So it had to be you <laughs> that figured out how to make this happen. Um, but we actually, I think I was like, guys, we have got to like support this man, this artist, this this project. It's benefiting us at the end of the day. I mean, a huge Air Force One that's, you know, in stadiums across America. So we actually found some funds and contributed towards um, his, his stage show. I don't know if you remember this. Yeah, I do remember that. Absolutely. And again, I think just constantly, I mean, this show is all about how we were able to navigate Hollywood and corporate America and the sneaker business. And one thing about a lot of these sneaker companies is it is also corporate America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. We sometimes talk about it like it's two different things. Like the sneaker, sneaker industry is one thing. And then corporate America is over here being nothing. No, no, no. It, 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 it's the, it is corporate America. And so, yeah, there is a lot of red tape. 
um, and moving funds around and having to justify and being able to justify why we would spend money on something, um, on a, on a marketing effort like this. And it was just a no, a no brainer. So, yeah. And I think you also worked a lot with Nelly's family too, didn't you? Yeah. So, I mean, when we, when he launched the tour, he launched the tour in St. Louis. Um, so they were gonna, you know, unveil the shoe. And I actually went to St. Louis to, um, to the show to see it. Um, you know, and I worked very closely with his sister, um, who was his stylist. Um, so I became very close with her and, you know, obviously she was styling him for videos, for appearances, everything. So I had, I, I talked a lot with her and became friends with her and then, and yeah. And then, um, and Nelly himself, like, you know, there's some artists that, you know, you know them, but like, I did so many things with them. Like I, you know, was very close with them. I think somewhere I have like one of those platinum, the platinum, Record. Oh, the, the records. Yeah, yeah. They gave yeah. you artists gave gave those to me. So I, I do have one from Nelly. Um, and then another time he called me personally on the phone about this particular situation. Someone in his family opened a sneaker store in St. Louis. And um, if you know anything about the sneaker business, sneaker retail, it's very difficult to get like really an account with Nike and to get um, some of the like specialty product, like, you know, um, some of the like limited edition, you know, things like that. It's not easy. You, you have to like, you know, it, it, you know, nowadays I think it's a little bit different with all these sneaker boutiques and stuff like that, but those were not really around that much then. So he was like, listen, you know, my cousin, whoever just opened this store and we want to sell air force ones in the store. Like, can you help us out? And, they, you know, I think we listened to another episode, Diddy or somebody, where they be playing with my emotions. They're like, I know you can make this happen. <laughs> <laughs> my emotions bigging me up, right. gassing me up. Right. So I'm like, this should be a no brainer, you know. And again, I love the fact that, you know, during your tenure, like how much freedom we had within the brand. Literally, I could call anybody at the company. If I had an idea for golf, I could just call them on the phone or anything. So um, it's true. I did have that relationship with the team who, you know, handled the specialty product and called them. It was like, hey, listen, this is Nelly. We're doing a lot of work with him. Can you, you know, make sure that his family is sorted out for the store? And, you know, and it, in fact, it was. No, what you're saying is so true. Somebody actually called me last year from Minnesota about the exact same issue. And I had to just gently remind the person, you do realize I don't work there, right? right. I have not worked there right. in a long, long time. I don't know, I worked there like 20 years, but that's okay. I mean, <laughs> I do do some philanthropic work with them now, but not the same thing. Right. Um, but yeah, so, so Muhammad, you do a custom sneaker with Nelly. I think I remember that happening. Oh my God. I can't believe we talked about through this whole episode and I totally forgot. Nelly was actually one of the artists that I did the sneaker collaboration project with. So we talked about Eminem. He was one of the artists. Pharrell was one of the artists. And Nelly was actually the third artist that I did the sneaker collab with. Yes. And you know what I'm just remembering? It was supposed to be four people. And I had gone to Justin Timberlake to mm. do a deal yeah. uh -huh. because 
I had this brilliant idea. Look, I'm, I'm using air quotes. You just can't see me. I had this brilliant idea that um, he was such a sneakerhead and such a Nike guy that he would love this concept. Here's my concept. Okay. Let's have Justin design the women's sneaker mm-hmm. because he has such a women's following, mm-hmm. right? I'm thinking Issa Laurent. I'm thinking Ralph Lauren. I'm thinking, you know, all of these brilliant male yeah. designers mm-hmm. that women fawn all over their stuff. And Justin Timberlake, why can't? Mm-hmm. So I go to Justin and I'm like, so, you know, Nike wants you to design this shoe. He's like, yes, yes. Dude, he's so pumped, so excited, right? And then I was like, well, it's a it's a woman's shoe. And he was like, what? No, I'm not, no. And I was just like, but wait, wait. So that's why it ended up only being three and not four. Oh my god that, first of all that would have been it was a brilliant idea, in my, mind. idea. in my I mind think they would have blown out um wow wow oh. yeah but i think from his perspective it was like a street credibility thing yeah and so if he's this guy like he wanted to design a dude shoe you know right. he want to be that guy like that now i get that yeah. but at the time i was thinking from an economic standpoint i'm yeah. like yo dude these are gonna blow out what are we talking all right not right, so right, not right. so okay so tell me about this nelly shoe which which shoe was it okay so basically part of what we were doing with this influencer partnership was um you know we were trying to kind of um highlight some other products that weren't you know um just kind of like mainstream products so of course nelly had the huge song Air Force One, but we're like, Nelly, you're not designing Air Force One. We don't need any help selling Air Force Ones. So guess what he did? What? He designed an Air Force Two. <laughs> Wait, that Charles Barkley shoe? Oh my God. So he- <laughs> I love it. I, I don't know if we um, actually presented him with options or if he, because some people just had these favorite shoes that they've loved since they were like eight years old. You know, I don't, recall that but i know he ended up designing this air force to the charles barkley yeah war and you know again i sat with each of these artists and you know with a sketch of the shoe i let them color it say all the things that they wanted and his shoe was called the air dirty because you know dirty was like his nickname you know so they were the air dirty again we did was it 5,000 pair, 500 pair? Do you remember how many we did? No, I know it was super limited, but I don't know the exact number. Yeah, so we did these Air Dirty, and um, Nelly um, was one of those artists. So, okay, back to this. Like, Nelly was, like, so huge those few years. I mean, he and he really, really, like everyone else, wanted a sneaker deal. And I tried to support him, as you heard in this episode, in a number of different ways. And although we couldn't, do a deal with him. We did this partnership and the proceeds went to his charity. Um, I think we spoke a little bit earlier that he had a charity um, that was educating the community about leukemia because his sister Jackie um, had leukemia and sadly um, she passed away. Um, But she used to be a stylist. And so they had this organization and all the proceeds from the sale of the shoe to this foundation that he had set up. So it was a great concept. I mean, although, um, you know, artists weren't getting exactly what they were looking for, it was definitely street cred. And it, you know, it went to a good cause, their own cause. Um, yeah, so it was, it, I mean, I think, Nikita, you came up with this whole idea, 
And um, at the time, because really no other sneaker company were, were doing deals at this exact moment in time. So it was kind of, you know, it was definitely a step in the right direction. And I think eventually Nelly did a shoe deal. I'm going to say it was with Reebok. I'm not 100% sure, but um, so he did go on to do a deal, but I'm sure they all, you know, wanted to have the Nike deal. Oh my gosh. Undoubtedly. I mean, at the course, all we could, you know, offer them. And I wouldn't say all we can offer them because from our perspective, it was a huge feat mm-hmm. just getting that through um, and approved and funded internally. Mm-hmm. Um, but to your point, I think it was just, you know, we had to take those baby steps. And I, I hope that that did in fact set them up for some more lucrative deals. Like I think he did the dirty one by mm-hmm. the Reebok. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny it's so funny because right here I'm reading uh, like Wikipedia and it says Nelly's Dirty One Reebok was obviously a step down from the iconic Air Force One. Ah. <laughs> so that's interesting. Well, I'll send you this article. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So, <laughs> but um, the point is, yeah, he got that money deal. Yeah, he got the money deal and he got the street cred and he got a chance to do, you know, a Nike shoe, which only, as we said, um, up until very recently, there were only a couple of celebrities who had that opportunity. I mean, we're talking about some of the biggest names in music industry of our time and our era. We're talking about Eminem. We're talking about Pharrell. We're talking about Nelly. And then we fast forward. I don't think really any kind of things like that had really happened um, until like the Kanye West, Travis Scott, now Drake. You know what I mean? So we're mm-hmm. talking like 15 year interval or something like that before right. any other artists um, were had the opportunity to, you know, put out a shoe with Nike. And we definitely, mm-hmm. definitely laid the foundation for what that would look like. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, I'm so glad we did not end the episode without hearing that story because, hello, that's quite fire, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I just love hearing about your work with Nelly. And, you know, I think he's one of those rare artists. I could think of a handful who um, were just good people. Mm-hmm. I mean, just down in their soul, raised right, come from the right kind of stuff, yeah. um, have a good heart. And you can really celebrate their success because you know they're going to do something good with it. And this is, for me, this is the most important part. They're going to remain the same people. Yeah. Right. There's people who we would see coming in just bright eyed and bushy tailed. And I would always give them the same speech in one year. When I see you again, I want to see the same person. Yeah. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I did not. I can't tell you how in one the next year I don't I'm ducking. I don't even please don't call me Mm -hmm. because the person you become is just (laughs) unacceptable on so many levels. Right. Right. This is just so unfortunate. You become an unfortunate soul. You let this fame uh, do something to you that is unnatural, right? So mm-hmm. when you see people who are able to maintain their humanity mm-hmm. um, and their soul, really is what I want to say, people who, who've managed to hang on to their soul throughout this super tumultuous industry, you got to give it up to them. So I really loved hearing about your your Nelly experiences. Yeah, um, I mean, I think the artists just, I mean, I grew up being very close to 
two of my boy cousins. Let me shout them out, Hakeem and Kenny. And all these artists just felt like them to me. You know what I mean? They felt mm-hmm. like yep. cousins that I grew up with. They were like, they're my age. You know what I mean? And they had made it so huge. It was almost a miracle to make it out of the places that a lot of them came from. And it just seemed like they just needed every opportunity. Every I mean, even though they were mega artists, they just still needed that push. Somebody behind them still believing in them and you know, I would approach it from... And the support, too. I mean, because one thing you don't realize, you said this, even though they were artists, even though they were mega, they still have to fight for their ideas, too. They yeah. still have to fight for what they want to look like, what kind of image they want to project, what they want their CD cover or their artwork to look like, where they want to... You know, the kind of events they want to support. You know, even at the talent agency level... I can't even tell you how many requests would land on our desk that they wouldn't even show the artists. Mm-hmm. They would decide like, oh, this small little church in Compton wants such and such to come do. And yeah, we're not going to take that. But why? Right. They should be deciding yeah, <laughs> what they do and don't want to do. Right. Yeah. So I think that support probably meant a whole lot more than what you what you think, mm-hmm. you know, because they were still fighting to get their ideas out there and to get the right kind of support and money and everything. So. Yeah, and brand, and brand alignment. Cause we're talking about, this is an era. This is a time that like sneaker brands weren't like working with artists in the way that they are now. Like, you know, there were no deals. There were no, like, this wasn't that time, you know? So for an artist to do anything with a brand like Nike, it was huge. I mean, you know, during that time, I feel like from 2003 on is when you really started to see it, when you started to see, you know, Jay-Z. When people started to get it. You know, I think mm-hmm. people and the, at the brand level started to get it. To me, that's what happened. Because before then, it was like talking to a brick wall. Right. Helping them to understand the value of these relationships. So, yeah, um, so I did. I did um, a few other things with, with Nelly, but one, I think I feel like um, Foot Action maybe was um, doing some stores in New York and, um, you know, wanted to have an artist involved. And because, you know, um, like I said, whenever I can figure out a way for an artist to get a check, then, um, yeah. So Foot Action, I think, was going to pay for Nelly to do an appearance or something like that. And they were going to have a little party. I probably threw this party. I don't remember the details, but I'm going to say I probably did. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you did. Look, I'm sure you did. <laughs> and that was in New York? Yeah, it was in New York. It wasn't anything like this, um, you know, this this um, L.A. event. But it was like a small, maybe for more for consumer driven but anyway, I just remember that I had to like pick Nelly up to bring him to the event, right? And like, you know, in New York and LA, you know, most, um, you know, vendors, businesses, they're used to kind of like entertainment related projects, things, security, you know, limo drivers, you know, they kind of know um, how they're supposed to behave. But I just remember I picked Nelly up. Um, and when he got in the car, the limo driver was way too excited i mean excited to the point he proceeded to call somebody on the phone i don't know who and tell them that he had nelly in his car and i think you're trying to get me robbed (laughs) i think they got really scared too they got like mad like they wanted to like 
F him up because they were like, what is going on? Because that's the kind of thing, you know, we pull over to the side. Next thing you know, folks with guns, yeah, you know, could be, yeah, yeah, right. That didn't happen, I, you know, but everybody, we just, like, we all got silent. It was like, what is going on? Hang up the phone. Like, you know what I mean? And uh, I was like, oh, my God. What? Yeah, this is all I need. This is all I need. And not on my time. Right. Oh, my watch. <laughs> so, um, yeah. you know the stress of that kind of thing. Yeah, because, I mean, I think another thing that we really pride ourselves on is that celebrity experience. So even the fact that, you know, we would go get in the car to go get the person. I mean, under normal circumstances, you send the car for them and they show yeah. up when they show up, right? Yeah. So that's part of our high-touch process. Um, and then it also gives us time to do other things in the car while, you know, go over some, mm-hmm. you know, uh, maybe other projects talk to them about what you know what to expect the night ahead so it is time well spent but but yeah so to be like i've dotted all my eyes i've crossed all my t's and then for the limo driver to do something sideways oh yeah i'm about to pop you in the back of the head sir this is definitely about to happen <laughs> oh my god and uh, life and times girl the life and time exactly exactly so, um, yeah, so this was, you know, a great time with Nelly. He definitely, um, I feel like, who was it? Like Jay-Z had a song or something. And he was like, yeah, the only people who are selling numbers is me and, and Pimp Juice, which was Nelly's, um, one of his nicknames, right? So, like, that, those are, like, pretty much the biggest artists of this, like, little period of time. So um, it was just really great to be aligned with him and do it in a very creative, authentic way. I think that's what um, I can say best about the relationship um, with with Nelly. Well, I can say it was certainly fun for me riding alongside you as you cultivated that relationship, not just with him, but with his camp. And more than that, it was just really amazing to see all the good things that you were able to accomplish that, like I'm saying, audience of the world mm-hmm. you can still google to this day um to get that sort of inside peek of of what those events and experiences looked like so hats off to you muhammad a job well done yeah so yeah you will post some of them on our social media so make sure you're following us at um the soul chronicles on all social platforms and yeah you can check out you know some pictures from the um event some pictures of nelly's custom shoe um, see some of the celebrities that attended. I'm sure I can probably find photo or video of this giant Air Force One that I'm talking about. Yeah, I think there's video, there's concert video of it. Yeah, yeah. So again, thanks guys for joining us for this episode, for the Nelly episode of the Soul Chronicles. Um, be sure to um, comment, share your thoughts. Um, if you had some of your own thoughts about this show, about Nelly, about Air Force One, his song, if you're a fan, we'd love to hear from you. And you can support the Soul Chronicles. You know, we're an independent um, production. So all support is welcome. Um, I think on our Anchor Spotify page, you can see how you can support with a small donation. So we definitely appreciate that. Um, and just stay tuned to more episodes of the Soul Chronicle. We're in, we're in season two right now. We have a lot of exciting stories and more guests coming up. So thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Soul Chronicles, the podcast navigating life and times in the sneaker industry, Hollywood and corporate America. Be sure to join us for another exciting episode.